Hello everyone, and welcome back to the Weekly Gaming Rundown. I am your host, Sam Luna, aka The Broke Gamer. Let's get into the news from last week, shall we? Kotaku this week has reported that staff at Ubisoft's Canadian studios received pay raises meant to encourage the developers that are still with the company to stick around a little bit longer after many experienced developers have left the company. A Better Ubisoft, a group that consists of current and former Ubisoft employees who are lobbying the company to change their ways, had made a few quick announcements through their social media accounts this past week on how Ubisoft had not responded to the demands that they make changes to their company in the wake of worker abuses and sexual harassment claims. The group reported that the pay raises are disproportionate, with junior staff expected to only receive a 5-7% to pay raise, while senior staff may receive a 20% pay raise. This is seen as a band-aid response to worker complaints that were seemingly swept under the rug after a light internal investigation and some shuffling around of higher-ups who were accused of these workplace atrocities, like some sort of sexual predator ball and cup game. Even more accounts were made public this past week on A Better ABK, a Twitter account run by employees of Activision Blizzard King who are pushing for the company to change, sending out a tweet asking former contractors to detail their past work experience for the company as well as inside the gaming industry. Jessica Gonzalez and Zach Fisher were a few that tweeted in response, with Gonzalez stating that they were treated like shit, not paid well even to the point of having to be on welfare to get some sort of medical insurance, that the contractors were promised full-time but usually dismissed a few months after their contract was signed, and crunch was a constant. Fisher even stated that he wasn't told what was happening with his position at the company when the COVID-19 pandemic began, only to lose contact with everyone in the company as the pandemic went on. This brings up a major issue with contract workers in general, not just at Blizzard, but with the video game industry in whole. Pay these people living wages, especially if your company is making record earnings during a pandemic where people are forced to stay home and have the option to play video games in their free time. Tim Schafer Everyone's favorite video game, Dark Comedy Writer, announced a quality of life update for Psychonauts 2, which will make it easier for all of those completionists who haven't yet finished a game or are stuck on getting a collectible somewhere. The update includes everything from a figment menu that displays the figments that the player hasn't found yet to a change of how the yellow check marks in the game appear in the menus to indicate what you've collected in the game. Thanks, Double Fine. Entertainment site Giant Freakin' Robot reported this week that Illuminations, the studio behind all those Gru movies and the makers of the upcoming Chris Pratt-featured Mario movie, is working on a Donkey Kong-focused cinematic experience. As you all know, Seth Rogen, who looks to be making a bundle of money off this deal, as you can tell I've ignored the banana pun, will star as everyone's favorite ape, Donkey Kong. And no doubt, his sidekicks slash extensive supporting cast will show up in the feature. I bet it will be a movie about those ancient Kongs depicted in the temples, you know, from Donkey Kong Country 2. Sticking with Nintendo, the new Nintendo N64 controllers now work with Super Mario All-Stars. So if you aren't having a hard enough time trying to beat that damn penguin in Cool Cool Mountain, then ratchet up the difficulty with this damn controller designed by the demon in charge of giving everyone carpal tunnel syndrome. Ugh, so uncomfortable. Also, Nintendo says it will prove upon the N64 expansion pack, noting that people are having difficulty with the service and promise to expand it as well as soon as possible. Please see episode 3 when I stated that they should just charge more money and fix the damn online service. Fucking ridiculous. I hope that check I sent in bounces. Anyway, speaking of the controller from the 64th Circle of Hell, Nintendo has reported that they have sold out of it online and will most likely not have a restock on the item until sometime in early 2022. So you're going to have to get your younger siblings or kids another Christmas present now, procrastinators, or just rebox and give them yours, which we all know you want. The Walk Around and Become a Wizard AR game released just a few years ago, Harry Potter Wizards Unite, will close next year, Niantic announced this past week. The game will be taken off the app or Play Stores this upcoming December, and the game will be shut down January 31st 
31st of next year. Niantic is releasing a ton of content in the next few months, so don't delete that app yet, but they probably need all those servers for the five people playing Pikmin, so say your goodbyes now. Everyone's favorite ageless fighting game developer, Masahiro Sakurai, has stated that he isn't sure if there will be a sequel to Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, saying that he hasn't been thinking about one, but won't rule one out. Sakurai said while looking over his shoulder, paranoid, being finally released from his windowless office dungeon, he was found running in a field barefoot by Japanese gaming magazine Famitsu and was asked about the game. Thank you, Sakurai, for all your hard work, and please get some sun. Fortnite, known as Fortress Night in China, is being shut down on November 15th, a casualty of China's crackdown on video games. I actually like Fortress Night a little bit better. Fortress Night, a partnership between Epic and Tencent, which allowed the game to even be released in the country, was released just as a test version back in 2018. Beijing has a very tight grip on the video game sector, with a recently announced three-hour limit on video game playing for anyone under the age of 18. They couldn't just wait for those people to have kids, huh? Set a self-imposed limit on games? All my free time goes to this 10-minute podcast. I haven't played video games in months. I download them. I just haven't played anything. I actually delete them and then download new games. Moving on. Sega and Microsoft have struck a deal of sorts. Sega, responsible for the happiness and the lives of the many kids I knew while I was growing up, is now exploring the use of Microsoft Azure's cloud system to hopefully customize it to account for different styles of work and infrastructural changes to create unique gaming experiences for users of their software. An initiative Sega is referring to as Super Game. So Japanese. This caused many Xbox fans on social media to think that this would lead to Sega being brought under Xbox Wing as a new studio, or at least a studio that offered third-party exclusives. It may be a part of Microsoft's long con approach to maybe signing an exclusive pact with Sega, since the companies have always been close. But this was a much needed move, especially after Genesis games appeared on the N64 expansion for the Nintendo Switch Online service. Is this the big, quote, Japanese studio, unquote, acquisition for the Xbox that most quote, insiders, quote, and fans pointed at since the middle of summer? Most likely, since deals like this don't just happen overnight. The Halo Infinite Battle Pass was revealed. There was a lot of quotes in that last one. I apologize. The Halo Infinite Battle Pass plan was revealed in a first look for IGN, which was extensive. So here's a quick breakdown. You can switch between battle passes, but only have one battle pass active at a time, making that battle pass the one gaining experience as you play. Every quarter of the battle pass will contain a legendary cosmetic, which will be character-related or a new type of customization object with special attributes or effects. The first season of Battle Pass will be the Heroes of Reach Battle Pass, which will allow you to gain attributes and weapons from all the characters from Reach. Hey, sneakerheads. Need something new and nostalgic to line your growing gallery of kicks in your closet? Xbox has the answer for you with their newest collaboration with Adidas, a sneaker inspired by the Xbox 360. Do we say tennis shoes anymore? Anyway. They are white with neon green highlights reminiscent of the launch Xbox 360, and they went up for pre-order last week. Am I getting these? No. I have a size 13 foot, and these things are white. They would make my foot look enormous. On a side note, I like all the stuff that Microsoft is collaborating on. From the fridges to the sneakers. Who has the money for all this stuff? I don't have the income for any of these exclusive items, even though I like to grab an item here or there, having been a fan of the industry and an active video game player since the 80s. But these collectibles have gotten out of hand. It feels like most of this stuff is only for influencers so they can show it off on their social media. Some sort of weird flex. Speaking of special editions, Elder Rings Collector Edition was revealed in Twitch advertisements. The special edition will include a 40-page hardcover art book, a statue, a digital version of the soundtrack, and a 1-1 replica helmet worn by Millennia. Melania? Anyway, do you guys remember when the companies used to give some of the stuff for free as a pre-order bonus at like a GameStop or something? This announcement was accompanied by about 15 minutes of gameplay for the game, which ranged from showing off horse riding to battling a big-ass dragon. Honestly, it just looks more like sold to me, just with the horse. Will I play it? Yes. Am I excited about it? 
In an announcement that shocked no one, Marvel's Avengers will remove paid consumables after fan backlash. It seems like Square is learning the lessons now that everyone should have learned back when EA and other companies released pay-to-win tactics. But sticking with Marvel's Avengers, Square said they would drop the Claw Raid and Spider-Man at the end of November. The clock is ticking for when that game goes unsupported. And now for the quick rundown. You know, this is all kind of a quick rundown, isn't it? Anyway, in another announcement, Diablo 4 and Overwatch 2 have been delayed. In a response, Blizzard stock dropped after the Diablo 4 and Overwatch 2 delay announcement. Marvel's Midnight Suns, the RPG card game that caught Marvel fans and gamers off guard after its announcement, has been delayed to late 2022. Netflix Games is going to launch on a mobile app. Battlefield 2042 gets exclusive features, including ray tracing. It makes sense. They build that game on PCs. It's going to get PC features first. Halo Infinite might be getting an early access bundle, which appeared on the Microsoft Store, which contained the Halo Infinite multiplayer, as well as some listing for four new Halo Infinite DLCs. No other details about the bundle have been released. Target began canceling Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl pre-orders due to supply chain issues, so make sure you check your email boxes if you have those pre-ordered through that company. Forza Horizon will receive more accessibility features, including ASL and colorblindness mode. A continued leak from GeForce Now showed that Take-Two and 2K canceled an unannounced game from Hangar 13, codenamed Vault. It also confirmed that there is no Mafia 4 in development. E-Football is delayed until spring 2022, to no one's surprise. That recent release was, ugh, dreadful. And last but not least, Bloober Team is collaborating on a new game with another studio, Rogue Games, on a next-generation console and PC game. No other details were given at this time, just that both teams are very happy to be working with each other. Games released last week? Ghost Recon Breakpoint Operation Motherland was released November 2nd. World War Z was released on Nintendo Switch November 2nd. Just Dance 2022 was released on November 4th on Switch, the Playstations, Xboxes, and Stadia. Forza Horizon 5 is released for pre-orders November 5th and will be on Game Pass November 9th. Call of Duty Vanguard was released on November 5th everywhere. And the big one, Animal Crossing, New Horizons free 2.0 update and paid DLC was released on Switch on November 5th. Thank you all very much for listening. I again, of course, am Sam Luna, aka The Broke Gamer. You can find me on Twitter at The Broke Gamer. Feel free to send me a message or, you know, comment. Sometimes I'm on there. Sometimes I'm writing articles for the open tab of news. Thank you very much for listening and have a great week gaming.